today good thank you yourself good thank you good it's a little cold here in canada we had a bunch of snow come down this week but uh that's okay i'm hoping uh the winter started a little later uh in canada this year so i'm hoping it's shorter um and yeah i'm not a fan of it but been here my whole life so you'd think i would be used to it by now but uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm based in Hong Kong, and then like, well, winter here is definitely not as harsh. Um, but yeah, it definitely start getting colder later as well. Um, June, our friend guy, he is based in Seoul, South Korea, usually, um, and he has just escaped winter and is in sunny Argentina now. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing! Hello, June. How are you? Melissa, I'm not entirely sure why, but I couldn't hear any, the majority of the first uh, part. But um, yeah, uh, I heard that Josie introduced that I'm in Argentina. Uh, Korea is um, notoriously cold <laughs> these days. So yeah, pretty much escaped. And um, working in a nice sunny neighborhood called Palermo over here. Sounds Great wonderful. I love it. That's my goal. That's my dream to get there one day, you know? <laughs> yes, Argentina is fantastic. Is it just the two of you joining us today for the AMA? Uh, um, no, there are two more joining uh, JV and Fabo. Let me just quickly ping them. Perfect. No worries. I, uh, I was just curious. I thought uh, I would ask before starting the show. I'll wait and give them uh, another couple minutes. There's no rush here. Yeah, CJB is here. If you want, if you guys want to get started too, sorry. Um, I guess we'll probably be doing introductions um, one by one. So up to you. I don't mind waiting a couple more minutes for Fabo. Otherwise, we can get started now. I have a little introduction anyway that will take a couple minutes, and then I'll introduce myself and uh, ask you guys to give us a little introduction on yourselves as well before we get into some more. Technical questions. Does that sound good to you guys? Yep, sounds great. Um, Fabo should be joining, so yeah, we can we can just get started. Perfect. And welcome, JB. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Um, how are you? Thanks for having us. Good. I'm doing great. I'm very excited for the spaces. I'm a big fan of the project, so I can't wait to learn more and help spread awareness and educate the community. I. Uh, I was a little late on Milk Tia. I wish I actually had participated in the test net rounds. It was just a busy time during Christmas and I'm in the middle of moving, but uh, it looks like a lot of people had some fun getting involved early on when you guys first started, you know, engaging on Twitter and creating po content and posts and uh, 
having a test net that people can interact with and engage with. So uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about today, and I'm sure there's lots the community can learn from as well, not just me. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. What uh, what time is it for you guys right now, if you don't mind me asking? I, are you all located in different places? or? Yeah, we are um, globally distributed. I myself am um, based in Seoul, South Korea. It's uh, 11 p.m. here. And um, Josie's in Hong Kong, so uh, she's also Asia-based. It's a one-hour difference. It's uh, it must be like 10 p.m. over there. Yep. And the okay. Fabo, yeah, and the Fabo is uh currently in Egypt. He's from Germany. And oh wow. June, yeah, and June is uh in Argentina right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, that's uh pretty amazing that you guys are you know located all over the world but work together and it's uh you guys are just a team of four on for this project yeah we have a four co-founders and um we also have a four part-time contractors who are actively contributing to build, building milky way um two developers one designer and uh, one uh, marketer at this point nice so relatively still small team. I mean, I guess you guys are just starting out, right? So, yes. All right. Well, uh, yeah. No, I'm. I'm just gonna jump into my introduction. I'm sure Fabo will show up eventually. It's not a big deal. We're only five minutes past nine o'clock, so I'll get the uh, show started and we can jump into some questions. So hello, everybody. Hope everyone is having a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening wherever you are in the world. My name is Martin O'Grady, for those who don't know, and I will be the host for today's AMA with Milky Way. I'm a core team member here at Cosmos Spaces and also the community manager for Laconic Network. And I'm just going to give you a brief summary of what we do at Cosmos Spaces in case we have any new listeners today. So Cosmos Spaces is a group of nine volunteers located across the world that have all met via the Cosmos ecosystem. The Cosmos Spaces team currently runs bare metal validators, and we are actively operating on over 30 chains. Cosmos Spaces facilitates over 150,000 monthly transactions, serving as a backbone for IBC connections across 24 chains, and we are consistently ranked among the top 10 performant relayers, also providing over 80 public endpoints. As well, our team has a dedicated focus on facilitating engaging discussions. We have spent over 450 hours delivering valuable insights, project introductions, governance discussions, and much more within our Twitter spaces spanning over two years. Cosmos Spaces loves to host AMAs with the best projects in the cosmos, where we can chat with and interview developers and teams who are called solving the most complex problems in the ecosystem. We truly appreciate any support with delegations that keep us in the active set, and we are all about giving back to the community. So without further ado, let's begin the show. Before we get into some more technical questions today, I would love to ask uh, some personal ones first, if that's all right with you guys. Um, we can go through uh, one by one. Uh, and basically, I'll just kind of group the questions together so it's easier for you guys to remember. But uh, essentially, just what I want to know is a bit of your background and history maybe like post-secondary education or how you ended up in crypto or you previously working in web two and transitioned to web three uh, and how the Melky team was formed and how you guys all met. 
Yeah, I can start, I guess. Um, yeah, hi everyone. Um, thanks for having us, Cosmos Spaces. Um, great to be here. I'm JB, um, founder and CEO of Milky Way. So I've been a software engineer for most of my career, specializing in web development and Android mobile application development. And I always love to explore new technology. And back in like end of uh, 2016, some of my colleagues were exploring blockchain and investing in cryptocurrencies as well. So I got to read the Bitcoin white paper and got to know Ethereum and other projects um, um, during that period. So from a developer's perspective, like the open source community and the technology behind decentralization and consensus algorithms was very appealing to me. And it seems like, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to build from the ground up. Because if you work for a company, like a big company especially, that has already built this giant program, then you only have a chance to build or fix a small component of the program. But whereas in blockchain ecosystem, you get to build from the ground up. Um, so I decided to move from the Web 2 to Web 3 industry back in 2017. And I started as a back-end engineer, actually, of a you know, crypto company. And then I became a CTO uh, later, uh, 2017. Um, the company now well known as a Cosmos Station, uh, one of the reputable validator node operator and an application provider for ecosystems. So um, while I was there, I was assigned to research various promising projects and Cosmos was one of them. Um, so I got intrigued by the vision of Cosmos, which is the internet of blockchains. And ever since then, I quickly found myself deeply involved in the Cosmos ecosystem as an active builder, contributor, and a security auditor as well. Yeah, that's a quick intro about myself. And in terms of how the project started, like earlier last year, I decided to give myself some time to find a project that I truly want to dedicate myself to building something cool in this Web3 industry. So. During that period, there were a lot of struggles uh, actually. So like building various toy projects and I spoke with numerous founders to learn about their project journeys as well. And like about a little more than three months ago, um, like one day um, I got a call from one of the founders that I talked with previously and told me the idea about a liquid staking protocol opportunity for Celestia. And it turns out the idea originally came from Sunny, the co-founder of Osmosis. So we had a brief discussion about the idea and the design sketch that he had in mind. And following that, I conducted my own research and due diligence and felt really bullish about the opportunity. Um, and from that point, I decided to put my head down and start building it. And after a few weeks, um, I felt shorthanded and the time was ticking because Celestia Mainnet was launching soon. So that's when I started reaching out to um, our current co-founders whom I, you know, whom I want, want to work with and highly value their expertise. So yeah, that's basically the origin story. Um, and happy to introduce what we are building at Milky Way, but I will um, let the mic to um, our co-founders. Yes, welcome Fabo as well. Good morning, how are you? I think your mic is still muted, Fabo, if you're talking. If, uh, Hi, guys. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, can you I'll take the others first? I quickly need to fix my internet. Yes, of course. No worries, Fabo. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, June or Josie, if one of you wants to go next, that would be awesome. 
Sure, I'll go next while Fellow fixes his mic, I guess. <laughs> um, hi guys, Josie here, um, co-founder. Well, I guess all four of us are. So um, yes, of Milky Way. Um, for me, I started off in Web2 as well. Um, so doing business development at LinkedIn. Um, and then afterwards got into crypto trading, I think like uh, a lot of the other folks here. And so decided to you know say goodbye to Web2 and join Web3 full-time. Um, first gig was at crypto.com. They are based out of um, Hong Kong, which is where I'm based as well. Um, so I joined their product team and I was also part of the team um, that looked into transitioning their token. So back then their token, like still their token called CRO, it's like a ERC20 token back then um, that served not much purpose apart from trading. And then, so we decided to like, you know, use it to launch our own chain um, to tap into the whole DeFi ecosystem essentially. And so we were like researching, okay, what's the best way to launch it? Um, and then we decided on Tendermint Cosmos SDK stack um, because it's the most, you know, secure, versatile, et cetera. And that's also kind of when I decided that, oh, working in the infrastructure space is actually a lot more interesting than working in a centralized exchange. So that's when I made the switch. Um, joined Tendermint um, and met the other three awesome co-founders um, of the company there. And uh, three months ago, JB reached out, like he mentioned just now, um, saying that he's building Milky Way, can't do it with one person, and invited us to join. And so here we are. That's really cool. June, uh, you're up next, I believe, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Um, hi, guys. I'm June. Um I'd say uh, my Web3 journey started at Cosmos Station. Um, I was pretty much very junior at the time. And um, I, I, I very vividly remember when uh, JB interviewed me. Uh, it was like, it was a moment when um, I, I kind of felt like I met someone who I really revered in a developer perspective and as someone working somewhere, basically. I, I didn't have the best experiences working in other places, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, JB kind of lured me into the Web3 space and uh, after working at Cosmos Station, I worked on MintScan for about a year um, and uh, it it right now has become something so much more than what I left it when I left, when after I moved on. Um, but it was, it was where I really kind of got hooked into Cosmos. Um, it was before IBC was a thing, and um, it was quite the experience, you know, working to create an explorer that was more catered towards something that would become more IBC-centered. Um, afterwards, I actually briefly worked at Osmosis. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the big mistakes I think I made in life, which was I didn't stay. <laughs> I had the option to. Um, but I actually worked on the the initial UI until launch for Osmosis and uh, had the uh, the an amazing experience um, working closely with Dogmos and um, Tony at the time, and then I uh, moved on to somewhere like working at uh, Lightning Derivatives Exchange for a brief period. Uh, had an amazing experience, and also it was my first experience where you know I tried working somewhere else that wasn't Cosmos because Cosmos was my literal first. Uh, experience in crypto and i realized you know there ironically that cosmos is amazing <laughs> it was my it was it was my moment where you know i could compare different eco a different ecosystem like really dig deep and realized you know wow cosmos was actually like uh, somewhere that was so much more advanced and forward-looking in a sense 
um, afterwards. And then, you know, I moved on to work in composable finance where um, my guys might have heard of it. It's, uh, it's, it's been going on quite well recently. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, JB uh, came along and obviously, you know, I, I have, I've been keeping in touch with him all this time. Uh, him being one of the favorite people, one of my most favorite people that I've met during my work days and uh, obviously hopped right on after hearing the exciting things that was going on. That's kind of my story. That's awesome. You all come from experienced backgrounds, you know, in Web3 and some names that have already, you know, been well-established and well-known in the space. That's amazing. It seems like you guys are a team of true professionals. Uh, Fabo, if your mic problem is fixed or if you're ready to uh, speak, yeah. we'd love to hear introduction sure. from you as well. Thank you. Um, I'm the German on the team. Um, long time developer. Um, I stumbled into crypto at some point because I was bored by big corporations. And then Ethan Frey hired me for the tenement team. I built the first Cosmos wallet. Uh, big competitor back in the day, stood JB. Um, we built like the first cross-platform staking app, I guess. Um, which we ran for a while and then um, sold to Block Daemon and uh, then helped out in many of the projects in the space, actually. Um, I enjoy coding a lot. I love, love the messiness of this space. It's always fun and frustrating, I tell you, uh, when you build, build these systems. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely relate to that. It's, it's fun, but frustrating is a perfect definition. <laughs> but I love it nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you all for uh, introducing yourselves. Those were uh, great introductions. It's nice to know uh, a little more behind the faces and names of the team. And it makes me super happy that all four of you were able to join. I wasn't sure how many people would jump in today, but this is awesome. I feel very lucky and fortunate to be hanging out with the whole Milky Way team. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, let's jump into some more technical questions. Uh, it's up to you guys, whoever would like to answer, if you want to answer in certain orders, whatever you guys like, you guys decide uh, whatever works best for you in terms of the responses. Um, I'll just basically ask the question and uh, yeah, you guys let me know uh, what or who the best person would be to answer that specific question. The first one I have for you, um, I noticed when I was going through your guys's Twitter, uh, doing my research for this AMA, you first started posting on Halloween of October 2023. Was that planned or is it just a coincidence in timing? Yeah, I can answer that. Um, yeah, it was more of a coincidence in timing. Uh, it was not planned at all. <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't sure because I was like, oh, that's funny. Their first post was on October 31st. So I thought we there might have been some significance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, no, uh, on the roadmap, V1 was set to launch in Q4 2023 with additional milestones on the horizon. Uh, I just wanted to start off first with asking, how did the idea of Melktia come about? I know JB kind of touched upon it uh, in his introduction. Uh, I just wanted to ask specifically, I know originally I saw from one of your brainstorming tweets in early December, 
Uh, you originally were going to use the ticker STTIA for staked TIA, but that caused some backlash from the community. Um, I was just curious, how, how, what was that situation like for your team and what kind of brought you from the ticker STTIA to milk TIA or like where did the milk come from as a part of that ticker? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our initial design choice of the um, ST prefix was actually inspired by its association with the world state and drawn from the successful branding of Lido um, and Ethereum ecosystem. And because people are already familiar with, you know, ST prefix. So we were just simply thinking we we're going to be the first, you know, to market to provide a liquid staking solution for Celestia ecosystem. So why not using the you know, other prefix uh, where we can just um, take an advantage of what's already out there? Um, but we decided to change from ST to milk ticker because we, you know, Stride is obviously using ST prefix within the Cosmos ecosystem. And there were planning to support Celestia. Um, and uh, yeah, because we simply didn't want to bring any conflict and drama. And we've been in the Cosmos ecosystem for many years. So there's enough of drama in the ecosystem. And um, we want to create <laughs> And we recognize the concerns raised as well. So yeah, we've discussed internally about like what are some of the potentials, tickers that we want to use, and the milk the ticker. Um, really click and it actually sounds better than anything any other tickers out there and I'm surprised by our community to come up with all these crazy memes and uh, you know posts and people are, are people are already familiar with it so um, we're really liking that we really liking that what we have decided yeah I know I love the name too personally and uh just jumping back to what you said there, that's really funny. I burst out laughing. We definitely don't need more or drama in the cosmos here right now. <laughs> so speaking of milking, you guys started a test net um, late November. There was Zeely quests. People had to get a milker's role on Discord, I believe, to gain access to the test net. And there were three rounds. Um, I was just curious how that process went for you guys. And obviously, the community seemed like they really supported you. I was seeing posts all over. And I was getting FOMO because I didn't have the time to jump in and help out myself. And then after Christmas was over, I realized it was already closed. And I was like, wow, yeah, Mainnet is already launching. <laughs> like, you guys move quickly. And uh it's pr it's very impressive to see how fast this idea came to life, and I couldn't be more impressed. What was Testnet as a whole as like an experience for you guys? It seemed to have gone pretty smooth, but I just thought I would ask. Um, yeah, Testnet was really good, and Milkers did. And it was all pretty pretty straightforward. I mean, we did a bunch of design before, so we kind of knew what we were expecting, and um, our architecture is not not something super experimental so we kind of knew what we're doing and we were testing mostly with how will the users interact with it and how will the um 
how well the UI work with what we're doing and everything. So, uh, <laughs> and so uh, that worked out very well. And we fixed a bunch of things and we're very grateful for all the help that we got on this. I was just curious in general too, a lot of projects, do they typically have public test nets? And obviously you can see like there's a big advantage to doing that. It seemed to get the feedback you guys needed a lot more quickly in order to prepare your, um, you know, your product or service for liquid staking as well as the UX, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that this is something that other more projects should start doing is involving communities to get faster response and feedback to build faster in general? Or is testnet something more specifically related to what type of service or product you're building? Does anyone want to answer that one? Or is that not a very good question? Is that why no one's talking? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think there was a, some disconnection here for a few seconds. On my oh, okay, side. no worries, no worries. I just didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, okay. Did they hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries, well, no worries. Can I repeat the question so that I can answer? A long story short, I was just asking, like, in general, I feel like test nets are very beneficial for projects to release to get feedback um, and the ability to fix or build a better service or DAP? Like, is that something that more projects should be doing? Is that typical for people to, who spin up Web3 projects, host public test nets or are most closed or for like validators only? I'm just curious in general. Um, I guess it's a common practice for, especially the Cosmos ecosystem. It's, um, it's a layer of one blockchain uh, using the Cosmos SDK framework. It's, uh, it requires a lot of coordination uh, from validators and other partners out there, like the wallet service providers and the Explorer and some other you know, utilities. So basically, it's always good to um, you know, go through some phases of test nets, uh, especially in Cosmos ecosystem. But if you're building a DAB, it's a bit, bit of a different story. But definitely, test net is worthwhile. And uh, we've also gone through our testnet like twice before, you know, after we have uh, gone through our internal testing and internal review. Uh, so, yeah, so it really depends on case by case, I would say. Also, also to add a bit, um, I think uh, that the testnet mostly served uh, rather than, you know, finding bugs in the smart contract level, but um, to enhance the UX and the user's perspective, which is the reason why we wanted as many users to try it out as much as possible. And um, as a result, you know, we had multiple rounds of um, different UX flows that were quickly, like very, very quickly actually um, deprecated because, you know, we, we were able to receive, you know, feedback in like practically real time and apply changes. And yeah, as a result, we could do three different rounds. Like for instance, uh, for, the, for the first iteration, we only, we, we didn't have a IBC, um, IBC hook, a direct liquid stake from tokens on Celestia. Uh, it was all just sending first and then another process of staking directly. But uh, we were able to completely, um, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, abstract that process out entirely so that users could have the most, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, in intuitive flow um, 
ideally in the direction of not even realizing which chain the tokens are on, which is the direction we're trying to, uh, I think Web3 as a whole should try to strive for going forward in the future. Yeah, no, I, I thought it uh, was a good question. I was just wondering in general and uh, clearly it really helped create a smooth launch for you guys, which is my next question. It seems mainnet, mainnet launch went just as smooth as testnet, you know, uh, you guys are climbing towards 50 million in total locked TIA. So I just wanted to say congratulations on the amazing accomplishment. You guys are the first liquid staking solution for Celestia and you've done a damn good job at it so far. So my next question is, why did your team choose Celestia? Was it kind of like a first move on that idea to be the first ones to do it or was this something that you know your team was already working towards anyway and you just so happened to pick celestia yeah i can answer that um so i've been following the project from time to time um as i've been actively involved in the cosmos ecosystem and as you know, like Celestia uses a lot of tech stacks from Cosmos. For example, like Celestia Chain is a proof of stake based chain that's using Cosmos SDK framework. And Celestia Node is a fork of Commit BFT on implementation of the Tendermint protocol. Yeah, so yeah, to simply answer your question, um, we chose it because we saw the market opportunity for liquid staking protocol. And we believe in the modular blockchain design, like a bring your own approach. So um, yeah, that answers your question. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, there might be some newcomers to the ecosystem or some beginners in terms of, you know, some people are just starting to learn how to natively stake their tokens and assets. So if you could just give a general um, explanation of what Melktia is and what does liquid sta staking solve or what, can liquid staking help the community with? Yep, sure. Um, so for, I guess, to introduce like Celestia. So Celestia is like JB mentioned, um, it is a standard Cosmos SDK chain. Um, so users can actually direct stake their TIA with a validator. Um, so there are 100 validators for them to choose from in the active set, and they can just stake directly with them. Um, this is obviously great for security, securing the chain, um, ha but however, there is a downside in that if you know users choose to unstake, there is a 21 days unbonding period. Um, so what unbonding period means is that when you unstake, um, you actually don't get uh, staking APR for, for those 21 days and you need to wait for it um, before your, your uh, TIA becomes uh, liquid and you can you know, start trading or moving it around. Um, so this is kind of a, a, a hassle for people, especially you know, during market volatility, um, they, they don't want to lock up their asset for 21 days essentially. Um, so what liquid staking does is that users, you know, they can stake their TIA with us we give them, we then, you know, stake their TIA um, on behalf of them, you know, to the validators and we issue a receipt token um, that is called Milk TIA. Um, so at launch, uh, milk for Milk TIA, we actually opened up a pool on Osmosis Dex. Um, so it's a concentrated liquidity pool. So users um, can LP into the pool um, at, via a kind of a manual strategy to manage your position since it is a concentrated liquidity. 
similar to uh, Uniswap v3, um, or you can use a Quasar. They have a fault strategy that is a more managed uh, position, so you don't need to actively monitor um, um, the price range on it. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate a lot being able to earn additional yield uh, by liquid staking myself. So, and I'm just getting into this stuff too. Um, I always thought liquid staking was kind of hard to wrap my head around the technical breakdown and explanations just because there's multiple different teams doing it. And I believe each team has their own unique way of trying to solve this problem. So it's interesting to hear from you guys, you know, your approach to providing a liquid staking solution for Celestia as no one else has done it yet. And uh, yeah, uh, I think you already answered what can Milktea be used for, Josie there. Dex, liquidity, lending, staking derivatives, perpetual trading, and more. Um, My next question would be, is Milky Way on top of liquid staking going to provide a restaking solution for Celestia, or can people simply use restaking services that already exist, uh, like Yieldmost, for example? Ah, so great question. So we actually auto compound the users um, rewards for them. So they don't actually need to do another extra uh, restaking on Yieldmost. So once, you know, users uh, liquid stake with us and we claim it. And then um, so the Milktea is a rebasing token. So um, the the value actually increases. So when you uh, withdraw by, say, swapping your Milktea for another asset, um, then you actually accrue more value um, when you swap it out. Yeah, that was something I was personally confused about. When I first got into liquid staking with Stride, I wasn't really sure how that worked when you, you know, you transfer your natively staked. I mean, it's different now because you're actually able to take your natively staked atom and liquid stake it immediately without unbonding, which I'm not even going to try to explain. But just the the concept of, you know, once you liquid stake your tokens, they're accruing value by essentially auto compounding and restaking like you just said but you can also use it for additional yield so i guess just like wrapping my head around that was a lot to digest at first and i feel like there's probably a lot of users in the ecosystem especially the new people that are going to have a hard time understanding that but it is a very important solution in my mind so that's why i kind of wanted to it's kind of what, why we do what we do. We want to help educate and spread awareness about this stuff because I'm sure we aren't the only ones that are, you know, want to dig deeper and do our research and properly understand how all this stuff works. My next question, I just wanted to quickly discuss uh, operators and validators' roles and responsibilities. And I'm wondering, how did you choose the seven operators who will manage Milky Way's multi-sigs? Um, so to answer that, uh, basically, we we chose the operators that were kind of just the most well known, had a proven track record of providing you know um, stable infrastructure in the space, and also obviously, um, given how you know the the potential of the amount of assets that can potentially be uh, ha- uh, handled inside the contracts, um, there had to be. A, it wouldn't make sense for um, operators that were handling, let's say, only tens of thousands of dollars worth of assets to be 
the to be handing keys for a protocol that had potentially millions or billions. Um, so obviously size and uh, reliability and obviously um, understanding of the Cosmos space. All, all seven operators um, which are working with us, um, Everstake, Chorus One, Zero One Node, All Nodes, Kepler, DSRV and Cosmos Station, they're all you know, very well-known players in the game. And um, we we reached out to them one by one and uh, it, they, were, they were very happy to join in and um, provide their services to, to secure the network. Awesome. Yeah, those are all very reputable organizations and validators. We uh, notice a lot, you know, from new chains or projects being built, a lot of the same validators being chosen to either join the active set right off the beginning or, like in this case, um, help manage multisigs. And I also noticed there was a tweet about some users were worried about Milky Way using multisigs. Was that something like controversial with your team or was that just something that you know a couple people were just wondering in the community i just thought i'd ask that yeah of course um so i'd say you know uh do you, i'd say that the term multi-sig itself has earned its uh its its notoriety in the space uh, due to obvious reasons you know multi-sigs being like the source of multiple hacks in space you know uh, millions billions of funds uh being practically lost due to it, um, I'd say. Uh, so, so uh, we we noticed the, we noticed this these concerns, and um, we 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 already had thought of this scenario like multiple times through through our heads, but we didn't we hadn't really. Uh, it was in in hindsight probably a better idea to for us to have addressed these kind of um, the issues due to the the perception of multi signal not being the best in the world. Um, so we we decided to like a, a, a semi-technical post you know, explaining mm -hmm. what kind of measures we did to make sure, you know, despite us being a multisig, uh, to make it as safe as possible. Um, that, that includes, I mean, it basically revolves around us uh, utilizing uh, uh, AuthC, the AuthC module on Cosmos. So basically, um, the, the main concern around multisigs is that, I mean, the, 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 the highest, the most, let's say, open attack vector is that the multisigs, they have to sign transactions. Uh, I'm going slightly technical here, but um, because they have to be inside the, the operator's machines, and technically the keys are somewhat connected, potentially connected to the internet, depending on the architecture. So basically, if you're running a protocol purely based on a multisig, they're going to be connected to the internet in one way or another. And that is basically the main reason why, you know, these uh, other multisigs, that were used in various other ways uh, around, uh, you know, the, the crypto ecosystem. Um, mainly, I'd say, is being used in bridges. Are uh, you know, in, in a way, much more vulnerable than something that is implemented in a protocol level, uh, in a in a more decentralized way. Um, Milky Way, we 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 opted to a different paradigm. I, I, I paradigm is a bit of an overstatement, but a new method to secure multisig in a more uh, secure way that is uh, kind of uh, that is native to Cosmos, but can obviously be implemented in other ecosystems as well. Just using Auth Z and making sure that the the only thing that's actually kind of um, hackable, so to say, is a separate address that has only the authority to do select 
transactions. In our case, that would be delegating, unbonding, and redelegating and sending. Um, obviously, sending sounds very, very scary, but we all see is very verbose, and we were able to limit sending only to the contract on osmosis, which means even if we're hacked, like even let, let's say the account, which we're not going to be uh, explaining how we secure it due to obvious reasons, but even if that account, that address was somehow compromised, it, it's impossible for the hacker to send the funds to a different account at all. It's completely impossible. Um, and also, you know, the, the, the only thing I can really do is unstake and redelegate only to the validators that we're already allowed that account to use. So um, we've gone through, we've, we've thought through a lot of different scenarios and um, we want to assure everyone that um, worst case scenario is like obviously the operator's keys being uh, vulnerable but they're not even connected to the internet we we recommended uh, strongly to the operators to keep them in cold storage which in a way is like is is has the exact same kind of security guarantees as multi-sigs that are you know securing funds in a DAO, for instance, you know, uh, you're not, the keys aren't even connected to the internet, you'd have to physically go to abstract uh, a ledger or some cold storage um, item in order to retrieve to uh, actually have access to the funds. So yeah, um, uh, we are a multi-sig, yes, but we did, like, uh, I'd say very, very secure measures to make sure it's not it has the security guarantees that are, you know, of utmost uh, at a very, very high level, so to say. No, that was a great explanation. I, I appreciate it. I actually was kind of hoping for a more technical one. So that was perfect. Thank you for that, June. Uh, my next question I have is what is the protocol fee to use the Milky Way services for liquid staking? And how is this fee percentage determined? Yeah, I can answer that. So uh, right now, there's a 10% protocol fee that will be charged on the staking rewards generated by the Celestia protocol. And this fee goes to Milky Way Treasury for the future Milky Way DAO to utilize by governance. So um, the Milky Way DAO will be entirely governed by our native, native token called MILK, and the MILK holders will decide on any crucial parameters, like 10% protocol fee in the near future. Um, and it is important to note that we haven't launched our DAO or we haven't launched our token yet. And uh, we are looking to launch uh, by the end of Q1. Awesome. Next questions I have would be, I guess, you could kind of categorize them as listing questions in a way, but uh, Josie already talked about you guys spinning up the osmosis supercharged liquidity pool. I was just curious, can you explain what supercharged liquidity means for any newcomers to the cosmos? Um, and also why the supercharged liquidity pool was chosen just over a regular one? Um, yeah, of course. Um, so, supercharged liquidity. Uh, there are some. There are amazing tutorials uh, from Gogo Diego. Um, that's yeah, really, he's amazing. I agree. Exactly. Um, I think he's definitely one of the most uh, uh, underrated uh, content creators out there in the 
crypto space. But uh, I digress. So basically, in a nutshell, supercharged liquidity means um, you're able to target a certain range of prices inside the liquidity pool instead of supplying liquidity to an entire range. This is quite significant because it means um, your 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 capital is being much, is much more efficient um, with with the cost of uh, potentially losing out in um, fees slash rewards. Uh, so let's say you let's say let's say we let's say we created it let's say we created the pool that's not a supercharged liquidity pool, and uh, if it's just a normal LP, then you would be essentially supplying milk tier slash tier to a, to the entire range, which means um, most of your liquidity is just sitting dormant inside the pool and not really being used when swaps occur. Um, obviously, you know, then. Then, then the obvious question would be like, wouldn't everyone just put it into like a very, very small uh, window of price range to you know increase their uh, capital efficiency as much as possible? Um, one the, a big a, a problem with that is that um, if the price range goes out of the range that you've supplied, you're basically not earning any fees at all until the until the price returns to the range so for other assets um, this using supercharged liquidity can be actually very very it can be essentially very risky because you know no one knows where how the price is going to be moving around but actually i think um personally i believe that uh, a liquid stake token and the underlying token supercharged liquidity pool is like the perfect use case for supercharged liquidity because the exchange rate is we is is defined inside the contracts. Uh, the the rate being uh, tier two milk tier rate is defining the contract. You can simply hit an an LCD endpoint and you'll see the rates instantly. Which means um, if the if the price if the price range digresses a lot from that exchange rate, um, you 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 can be fairly certain that it's going to return to that uh, very soon. Um, and obviously, this 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 exchange rate is going to be changing slowly uh, as the protocol uh, is compounding rewards. So, it's it's much more easy to and safe to do a smaller window when the pair the two tokens is a liquid stake token and the underlying token. Um, and so, due to that, you'll you'll notice that you know much many more users are much more comfortable using much more smaller windows. For the for a liquid state token slash token pool, and rightfully so because um, uh, there there is already a price out there that's uh, currently um, the right exchange rate for it. Uh, of course, no though uh, the price could uh, could is is not going to be exactly the same because I think it's mainly because um, users can consider other. Um, opportunities out there, and kind of you know suddenly sell the tokens and move over move over somewhere else. Um, basically, the the amount that it digresses off of the exchange rate that's provided by the protocol would be you know what other users are considering as the the risk assumed by locking their funds for twenty one days uh, when you uh, unstaking directly on the protocol itself. Yeah, no, I find that really interesting. I mean. I personally enjoyed the fact that I can just remove my liquidity immediately and you don't have to bond it uh, or wait, you know, two weeks to be able to use those assets or for them to become liquid. And uh, yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense, especially with pairing, you know, the native token with its liquid staked version. Um, 
it also would help mitigate risk and make people a lot more comfortable using smaller ranges to earn a higher APR. Um, it's interesting because I'm, you know, just getting into these pools myself and I really want to wrap my head around it. So I, I appreciate that explanation. Um, the next question I had was about the Quasar uh, Melktia Tia Dynamic S Plus Vault. Uh, I'm just curious, who sets the maximum deposit cap for Quasar vaults? Would it be the teams providing the, the tokens or creating the vaults? Or is it Quasar that puts the cap on these because of the way they pay out rewards on these pools? Which is kind of, the, maybe that question falls into this as well. Uh, where do the rewards for the pool come from and whom sets the max cap? Um, sure. So uh, the for Quasar, they actually put it back into the osmosis pool. So the rewards come from there um, and they set their uh, cap themselves. So they actually have a risk policy um, where they the cap would be like a portion of the vault TVL to the total pool TVL. Um, and since our, you know, osmosis multia TIA pool has, the TVL has been going up. Um, so they're actually evaluating in terms of increasing um, the vault, vault cap as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love these pairs because, and maybe I'm wrong here, there's a better explanation for it, but you can't really suffer from, or this kind of removes impermanent loss um, from when you want to provide liquidity in a vault or a, a pool. And uh, I personally really like that because, uh, again, it helps mitigate risk and, you know, you can earn additional APR at a much or in a much safer manner, again, in my opinion. Um, next question I have is about Demex Exchange, the lending and borrowing platform. Nitron was the first money market to list Melktia's collateral. How did this come about, and why did you choose Demex um, to release Melktia's collateral on their product first? Um, to be honest, it wasn't a deliberate choice. <laughs> so we're actually speaking with multiple um, protocols out there, um, exactly the, the um, use cases that you mentioned earlier. Um, so on both uh, lending and perp trading, et cetera, um, we're speaking to multiple within both categories. And it just so happens that Demix was you know, the first to integrate us on their end. So they were the first to launch, um, but there are more coming out soon and we will be posting about them um, as we go. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's probably tons of people lining up, you know, just ready to get incorporated with your project or help list, you know, Melktia on whatever DAP or service they're providing. So you guys are probably getting a lot of uh, inboxes now and are super busy with that, I could only imagine. Um, so Melktia is a liquid staking solution built for Celestia Melktia tokens, connecting Celestia org staking with DeFi opportunities on Osmosis and other DeFi hubs. Will we ever see it in dApps like Uniswap and or Aave? Are they already there? Like, will Melktia be able to migrate to different blockchains or is it going to be staying in the Cosmos ecosystem? Um, TLDR, it's not on there yet, <laughs> but we, we are working on it. Um, so in terms of, because like 
um, Celestia and the Tiat token, I guess. Um, Celestia, they've never really branded themselves as a, you know, the Cosmos chain and Tiat itself. It's already on Ethereum, uh, bridged by Axlar, and it's on Manta, the L2 bridged by Hyperlane. Um, so we are in the process of doing the same as well um, in terms of bringing Miltia out of Cosmos. Um, so yeah, do expect, you know, to see us around in the other ecosystems as well. That's super cool and exciting. I noticed on Commonwealth also somebody had posted posted a proposal to list Melktia's collateral on UX chain, formerly known as UMI. Um, how soon could we see UX chain listing Melktia, or is that just one of those you got to wait for the announcement? <laughs> yeah. You- yeah, basically. <laughs> so their no, process no is, yeah, like I think, yeah, it's, it's all on chain. So they do need to go through like a prop and like, you know, risk parameters, et cetera. So um, yeah, it's going to happen soon. Awesome. Awesome. So the Milky Way is built by a team of experienced blockchain professionals, including members, like you guys mentioned before, from Tendermint, Osmosis, Cosmos Station. Crescent, Oak Security, Composable Finance, and Crypto.com. As a team with a proven track record in the blockchain space, you remain dedicated to addressing challenges and delivering impactful solutions for the greater good. Are there any partnerships on the horizon with all of these backgrounds that you guys have? Or is that something that you guys are interested in or looking into? Or what's the status with partnerships and working with other teams? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we're like the behind the scenes. Um, we're actively collaborating and partnering with various projects within the Cosmos ecosystem and also um, outside the Cosmos ecosystems as well, including Celestia. And we will be announcing one by one when the time is right. Uh, currently, we are a small team, so we later focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, perfect. I thought uh, the answer would be something similar to that. I know things will come in time and the announcements will happen when they do happen, uh, which will lead me into my next question. Would you ever consider partnering with teams like Stride or Quicksilver or Persistence? Or are you guys just on completely different missions and paths? Um, Like, what, What are the main differences between you and these other projects building liquid staking protocols and solutions for new people that are might be wondering, you know, well, what if Stride or Quicksilver comes out with their liquid staked version? And how, do, like, how are people supposed to choose between these projects? And what would you guys say is the main difference that gives you an edge or a step ahead of competition, if that's the right way to word the question? Yeah, sure. Um, in terms of uh, partnering with teams like Stride or Quicksilver or P-Stake, like, they're working on liquid staking solutions within the Cosmos ecosystem. Yeah, so absolutely, we're very much open to partnering with any teams working on liquid staking solution. Um, even if they, even if we become competitors, it does not mean we're adversarial. So uh, very much open to partnering, um, especially if those LSPs start supporting Celestia. One potential collaboration that we're thinking is, you know. You know, extracting snapshot data to ensure um, liquid staking token holders receive the airdrop they rightfully deserve if they were to do um, traditional staking. So that's something that, yeah, we, we could definitely do partnership. 
And in terms of the main differences between those um, um, LSPs and Milky Way, um, they solely fo- they focus on supporting as many Cosmos chains as possible, whereas Milky Way, we solely focus on Celestia ecosystem um, this time. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I guess that would lead to my next question. Why has no one else tried to create their own version of liquid stake TIA yet? Or were people in the process and you kind of beat others to the punch? So they're still kind of on track to do that. I'm just surprised because I've seen stride and Quicksilver kind of, you know, back and forth between what liquid staked assets they're choosing and proposal goes proposals going up on those specific chains. Sometimes they've chosen the same assets, which kind of creates this, you know, the community kind of has to pick one or the other, what they're going to choose, what service to go with. Uh, and I, if I recall correctly, I think there was like, the the same week or within a couple of days, Stride or Quicksilver announced their liquid stake version of SOM and then so did Stride. So like how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like like does it worry you at all if people, other teams are gonna create liquid stake versions of Celestia or is that just not even on your like that you don't think that's gonna affect your project long term? Yeah, interesting question. Um, yeah, at the best of our knowledge, there's no new project that's working out liquid staking solution. Um, and we don't really know the reason. Uh, just though we're the only one that's uh, working on liquid staking solution with our current approach. And Stride um, posted this post in a Celestia research forum, um, I believe about two weeks ago, to um, attention the community to activate the entertain account module so that they can support um, a liquid staking solution for Celestia. So they will support in the end. Um, and the uh, it's currently going through the um, Celestia improvement proposals process. And then I believe there's gotta be an implementation and it's gotta go through the review. Since it's a major breaking change, uh, it requires to coordinate with all the validators of Celestia chain and then there's gotta be a governance proposal and and so forth. So yeah, in the near future, I mean, the stride will come uh, in the market to support liquid staking solution as well. But um, in terms of, uh, yeah, so there will be stride um, uh, supporting the Celestia as well. Cool, that's good to know, interesting. Uh, all right, well, I guess this is gonna bring us to the portion I'm sure a lot of listeners or you know the majority of the audience is probably wondering um, when airdrop and just to simplify I know I had broken it up into many different questions but I'll just melt them all into one what would be you know the edgeability criteria if you're if you can share any of that information as I'm sure people are wondering the people who are involved with the DevNet uh, or got the milkers role for Discord that participated in testnet. There's the people that have used your, your interface to liquid stake their TIA and potentially just leaving their liquid stake TIA in their osmosis account. There's the people 
depositing and adding liquidity to supercharge liquidity pool on Osmosis, the vault on Quasar, the lending platform on Nitron by Demix Exchange. Um, are all of these actions or activities going to be rewarded in this potential airdrop or how is your airdrop going to work? Um, well, as everyone knows, we haven't announced any details yet, um, but we are cooking up something internally um, that should address this and we will be announcing them shortly. <laughs> so stay tuned. Awesome. Yes. No, everybody's dying to know. I, I've listened to the interviews and videos and a couple other, you know, Don Kryptonium and the Interchain FM. And it's hard to get any specific information. But I mean, for now, uh, we'll just leave it for speculation and try to make sure that everybody understands all the different possibilities of what you can do with your milk tea at this time and, you know, try their best to leave no stones unturned and maximize their uh, airdrop eligibility. Um, I just wanted to say it is 10 o'clock. We, we, we're already past the hour. I'm not sure if you guys have busy days or if you have things to take care of or get to. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that we're not running over time or keeping anyone. Uh, I have a couple community members that I think wanted to ask questions. So if you have time for that, awesome. Otherwise, if you guys would like to wrap up, it's totally up to you. Yeah, we are happy to answer any questions, I guess. Yeah, we can have some yeah questions from the community. Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll let this patient community member, I think he's been waiting like 40 minutes to come up and ask his question. I just wanted to make sure we got through the ones that I had prepared first. So let me let him up on stage right now. Hello, friendly. I just invited you as a speaker. So if you'd like to ask your question, we're more than happy to welcome you to the stage and ask away. Friendly, if you're talking, your mic is on mute right now. We can't hear you. Well, I uh, presume that possibly he may have left his phone or computer, but either way, I have a couple more quick questions here. If we want to go through those before we wrap up, I don't mind if you guys. Uh, want to stay for a couple more minutes. I was curious, what conferences, uh, if any, will Milky Way be attending in 2024? Great question. We were just discussing this internally and we have not come to a conclusion yet, but um, we will definitely be attending uh, some of the conferences um, in the year. Uh, we just haven't set um, who is going to attend which one. <laughs> cool, cool. I hope, fingers crossed, that you guys will attend Cosmoverse. I would love to meet you guys in person. I went the last two years and it's it happened to just fall on my birthday as well. So celebrating my birthday across the world with all the cosmonauts oh. has been uh, pretty epic memories. <laughs> so I, I would love to continue that going forward in the future. Uh, what crypto event would you guys most be excited for in 2024? Uh, probably Modular Summit since we are... Um... Celestial aligned <laughs> and um, a couple others because a couple of them are going Asia side. Um, so we probably might take the opportunity as well. But having said that, um, yeah, we're, we're still very much in discussion and open. <laughs> so aside from Milky Way, what other projects are you most excited about in the cosmos? And I mean, aside from Celestia as well, I think that's obvious. <laughs> Uh, well, can't speak for the rest of the team, but for, for me personally, I'm 
even though I'm not a like, huge gamer, I do think that um, gaming is something that I really want to see um, take off in terms of mass adoption. Um, previously, it's always been very hard because it's like quite interactive, unlike, you know, other uh, DeFi protocols where it's just like, you know, click a button to swap. So, you know, gas fee isn't a huge problem. Um, but right now, even say on like, say, Optimism or Arbitron, where gas fee is like 0.15 USD, like per transaction, um, which isn't a lot, especially compared to like, you know, Ethereum mainnet, um, but for an interactive, you know, uh, protocol like gaming, then that's still a lot, like imagining clicking every time you should have gone. <laughs> so for me, like, I think that that's why, like, we're really, um, or at least I am really, you know, bullish on Celestia in terms of the, because it's really proven to decrease um, uh, uh, the gas fee. And so there's a new, you know, wave of like chains that's, you know, targeting uh, Web3 gaming, for example, Engine 8. Um, so if that really takes off, then I think we can really see, you know, a huge uh, mass adoption um, for, for the whole community. Yeah, I like uh, that answer. I actually just interviewed Saga Network um, a week or so ago, and that was really cool interviewing Rebecca Liao. She's a an amazing woman, an individual, and Saga, what they're trying to do is pretty amazing. So I truly think, too, that blockchain gaming will be one of the levers for mass adoption for Web3 in the future, as well as I'm a huge fan of Passage myself. I don't know if you guys are aware of that project, but I've invested in the Strange Clan NFTs and I'm, you know, fingers crossed, praying one day they finish this World of Warcraft-like game, but with NFTs and true item ownership and authenticity. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that space as well. So that's an interesting answer. Um, before we wrap this up, if anyone from the team wants to, you know, do a quick overview of Melkuwe's roadmap for 2024 or future development or anything you want to share with the community before we go. Yeah, um, I can go. Um, yeah, first of all, um, I just want to say, like, thank you so much for all the Milky Way supporters out there. And it is crazy how fast we are growing day by day. I just want to make it clear that without your support and feedback, we wouldn't be growing this protocol at this level. And but know that this is only the beginning, and we will continue to put our head down and focus on bringing values to the ecosystem as we have been doing so for the past months. So um, stay tuned for more updates as we continue to shape the future of modular liquid staking landscape for the Celestia ecosystem. And um, thanks for having us um, and the opportunity Cosmos Spaces. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you to your team for the services you provide. Everybody was super excited about your project. And, you know, I was ecstatic to see how fast Testnet finished and Mainnet launched and everything seems to have gone so smooth. Everyone appreciates your hard work. I appreciate that all four of you freed up time in your days. We all live in different places across the world, but we're able to connect today on the spaces. I had a great time having this conversation with you guys. I hope everybody in the audience had as much fun as I did. Thank you once again, everyone, for coming and listening and tuning into the show. Thank you for your support to any delegators to Cosmos Spaces. I look forward to keeping in touch with the Milky Way team. 
I would love to do this again in the future once you guys have some more updates and news to share with the community. So without further ado, um, thank you for your closing remarks, JB. Thank you, Fabo. Thank you, June. Thank you, Josie and JB again for your time today. I just want to say one more time, congratulations on mainnet launch. And I hope everybody has a great day or evening, wherever you are. Take care, and we will talk again soon. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, sirs. Thank you. Good day. Bye-bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the maximum amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality. The teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served